Hello, and welcome to this next edition of the Coalition for the Advancement of Democracy podcast. I'm Chantel. Hey, I'm Gabby. Hello there. I'm Theo. Hey, I'm Rain. <laughs> We're going to be discussing the inauguration. Um, yeah, so the inauguration happened yesterday. Relatively I mean, it was pretty exciting. I yeah, mean, actually, I... a new president and getting rid of Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, I was smiling when Kamala Harris was sworn in. Um, yeah me too we lived through a moment in history yeah Yeah, we We lived through a lot of moments in history a pandemic (laughs) and an insurrection and two impeachments and yeah not many people can say that that is true that is true i don't know if that's a good thing but you know well i mean it depends i know that i was really happy though we got a new president because i feel like the country's growth would have been stunt, stunted, stunt. I don't know. Yes. Stunt. Yeah. <laughs> if um, we still had Donald Trump as our president. Yeah, I feel like if we had four more years, we would have definitely seen the downfall of America. I mean, yes. we already saw it going down, and I feel like it's just with this new president, it gives us like a new hope. I guess you can say, but I feel like it's more for minorities. And, like, the communities, you know? Not so much white people. White, (laughs) straight people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Already, though, Biden has done more for the LGBTQ community than Trump ever did. Like, he um, lifted all of the executive orders, banning trans people from the military, um, banning them from using uh, the bathrooms that they want. And they he also basically put out an order that no one can refuse service to someone based on their um, sexuality. Which is, I think, which is really good because I know that I was worried that maybe, I'm not sure how easily this would have happened, but, you know, him reversing the right for us, like, uh, uh, LGBTQ people to get married. I think that's what worried me the most. Yeah, that and particularly, like, I know Mitch McConnell is very, uh, very homophobic and very against that. Like, I was looking at famous Mitch McConnell quotes. Don't ask me why. And (laughs) and one of them was, I believe marriage should just be between a man and a woman. So he's very, like, his audience is very homophobic as well. And so he cares a lot, too, um, that. So I'm glad that the uh, Republicans are no longer the majority of the Senate. Yeah, I agree, but I feel like it's also very important for immigrants, like, because Biden signed a lot of, well, he was planning to introduce a lot of it, too, as well, and it was, like, really exciting to see all of that, because it's kind of, like, these four years, it felt like decades of decades of just, like, mistreatment against immigrants because of the Muslim travel ban and all these, and it's just crazy, like, it kind of feels like, I don't know, like a relief, like, this um, yeah, I don't know, like this burden off of your shoulder of like, oh my god, I don't have to worry about my family. I don't have to worry about other relatives that aren't close to me, but like I still care about them. Like, and even if we disagree and we don't see eye to eye on things, it's like, it's it's just like lifted off my shoulders. So I don't think that's definitely something. I don't think it's just that either. Like, I'm gonna add on to that for a moment, but yeah. just the fact that now we have the first female vice president, I think it takes off a lot of weight of the fact where it's I don't know if you all think or if any of you have ever thought of this but we were kind of turning 
taking a step back in time towards more of a patriarch, like a patriarchy. Yeah. And yes. now maybe we have a chance to be represented. I mean, representatives and senators, that helps and everything. But a vice president, now we just need a president. Yeah, so now I that's mean, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to add on to what Chantel said. I mean, <clears throat> we'll get two different perspectives, like a male and a female one. And I think that's really good because for the last while we've had like just male perspectives and i don't think that's necessarily good because there should be like perspectives from both sides because I mean, men think differently than women yeah to add on to what rain and Chantel said i saw a lot of interviews with people who voted right and like saying who they voted for and a lot of them were like well i voted for trump because i don't want a female vice president so you could definitely see the patriarchy there and like they were like women are incompetent, they can't do this and this, when it's like, well, that's not true at all. I mean, look who won, Biden and Kamala Harris, their team, both of them won. Yeah, I think um, it's actually, like, kind of crazy to me, the extent to which people will go, both for sexism, but also to, like, not admit the truth. Like, I think a lot of the QAnon theories that I saw were, like, refusing to admit that Trump lost. There was one literally about a face swap surgery (laughs) so that they would feel reassured that, oh, no, this is actually Trump as president. It was crazy. I think I sent it to you. I was so appalled. I was like, I know these people did not just it sounded like something from a movie. Like, I'm pretty sure that cannot happen in real life. But they went to like extreme extent to claim that Biden isn't their president. I just think it's crazy. Yeah, it often feels like they always, like, watch movies and then, like, they create these conspiracy theories out of them because they're just crazy. And it's like, who thinks like this? Especially with, like, government, you have to be making logical things, like, logical moves, right? And it's, like, for the better of the people. And then it's, like, you get these conspiracy theories that talk about nonsense and face swapping. When it's, like, why would why would Trump do that, uh, first of all? And why would Biden do that? I mean, why would he why would he give up the opportunity of being president? Right. So it just makes no sense. I also heard another one that was basically saying that QAnon said that all of this would happen and they would have to like yeah, yeah, I play by the book too. and that in the end um, everything will be fine and that Biden is not the president of the United States but what was the other like of dc something like that and then i also heard another one where apparently the flags on inauguration day had like yellow seams on the edges which meant that he could get removed like by june 20th something like that what right i was like um what What? Uh, yeah that doesn't make sense to me and and i know we talked about it a lot on here but we also like I think just collectively as a nation, we were kind of very curious about the inauguration because of the previous attacks on the Capitol. There was a scare, I believe, at the practice inauguration. Someone set a bridge on fire mm-hmm. um, or the, the inauguration rehearsal. And then uh, there, there wasn't much that happened yesterday. I know they were people were burning U.S. flags in the Denver Capitol. There was also some right. incidents that took place in Seattle and Portland. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. And I feel like <clears throat> uprising was were inevitable in the situation from both sides. Because if Trump won, there were going to be uprisings from the Democrats. And Biden won, and now there's uprisings from um, the conservatives. But it's not a matter of, like, if there were going to be uprisings or not. It's a matter of how dangerous, like, which uprising was going to be more dangerous. Right, and I think, um, I don't know, I guess in my opinion, I think the conservative one, like, clearly, like, we put efforts in place so that it didn't get more violent than it did. Um, but, like, Democrats would probably have peacefully protested and, like, petitioned the court and not um, attacked the U.S. Capitol and committed, um, you know. An insurrection. Domestic terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I also feel like the reason, like, Democrats like it's more people who are in minority groups so it's like they kind of know they're gonna get like um tear gas they're gonna get shot rubber bullets they we know this right if we go even peacefully protesting so i can't even imagine like violently protesting because that's not even protesting you're just rioting at that point so i can't imagine like democrats even thinking about that because we can't think like that we really wouldn't be able to go like that so it's like well, but, like, conservatives, I feel like they're like, oh, yes, guns. Like, they're pro-gun. They're pro- yeah. Yeah. They're, they're for a lot more, like, police brutality mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think people were like, what? Like, there was still death and, like, violence at the attack on the Capitol. If Black Lives Matter protests had been even anywhere near as violent as the insurrection was, like, 20, like, dozens of people would be dead. <laughs> Not just, like the few that were killed at and hurt at the capital. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of political privilege, and I've already mentioned this. It's just, um, although we would like to think that, I guess, Democrats are more, or, or liberalism is more ex- accepted, I still feel like there's more oh my god there's more conservatives in our country and um a lot of our law enforcement is conservative so if anything were to happen like the political privilege would play a role as we saw for sure it definitely does play a role um now and kind of always has and it, i think it will continue to play a role for a little while we've seen it that there's political privilege it's um <clears throat> i think we need to get rid of like I feel like that's an issue. Maybe it's, like, one of the root issues. And it definitely needs to, like... We need to address it more. Yeah, for sure. I feel like political privilege also comes with, like, the color of your skin, if that makes sense. Because, like, white people tend to be more Republican because they don't face that oppression. So they don't think more with leftist ideals, I guess you can say. While, like, minorities are more democratic. So it's, like... Obviously, they're going to get more political privilege. Right. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just going to say um, that I think it's like uh, political privilege uh, and is, is a big topic that no one really talks about is that like um, people often assume like 
liberal liberalism is the more radical thing, even though, you know, the right wing can be just as radically intense in their ideas. And we often aren't that intense. Or more so. I feel like they're more radical, if that makes sense. I feel like it's because they show it more, obviously, with through their violence. I feel like that's seen more than, like, peacefully protesting. Yeah. It's just seen more because obviously violence is going to, if you see fire, like, and versus if you see water, what's going to be the first thing that catches your eye? Obviously, the big giant fire in front of you, not the big pool of water. I mean, that's just how I see it, though. That's how I see our ideals. But obviously, I am a leftist, so. Yeah. Right. Me too, I think. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I think the... um both sides kind of look at the other side like what um yeah and there's nothing but there's nothing wrong with you know having your own opinions or looking at someone else's but just respect it right and i think that's something that's missing respect from like i i've like i'm gonna be like completely honest i've seen Democrats disrespect Republicans, and I've seen Republicans disrespect Democrats. I like as as much as I do not agree with the right. I'm not going to come like disrespecting them just because they don't agree with my views and morals. Yeah, I agree with that, but I feel like sometimes it draws a line because if they're out here screaming slurs at me, I'm I'm not going to be respectful to them at that point. I think it's also, like, you both have to be giving respect. If you're not giving respect to me, then I'm not going to give respect to you. Right. I feel like that's what both parties don't realize because it's, like, they just want to have that respect because I'm older than you or because, you know, this and that. I just know more. And it's, like, that's not how it works. You also have to give me respect. Even if I'm, like, younger than you, that doesn't mean anything. I can still have my own thoughts and my own opinions on certain issues so i feel like a lot of them fail to realize on both sides i'm not gonna say like specifically yeah but i also do feel like republicans tend to be more like that the ones that i talk to they're like no you're wrong because because i'm older so i just i just know more and it's like oh my god no please stop (laughs) yeah that's something that i um noticed a lot with the um debates on the house floor when it came to impeachment was um all of the the right wing people were like, you know, you you it's okay to admit when you're wrong. It's okay to admit when you're wrong. Um, trying to get people to not vote for impeachment, but like if you never admit that you're wrong, if you only are in favor of a president because he, uh, because you know he aligns with your party, that doesn't mean that like that doesn't mean anything, and that's it's not significant what you're saying anyway. I feel like that ties into the Georgia phone call because like Trump was like saying oh, well, you're a Republican, aren't you? Like, why aren't you supporting me? Just give me the votes. I feel like that's what he was trying to do because a lot of Republicans think like that. Like, oh, this candidate, I might not align with their beliefs, but, oh, well, they're in my party. They're my affiliation, so I'm going to just go with them. I feel like both parties think like that, but, you know, it just sucks that, like, that's how it has to be. Like, if they're your party, well, yes, Just I'm kind of adding on to that. I think if you're going to select a candidate, it's best to look at their integrity, but also what they're supporting or how they word what they're saying. Yeah, and their policies. Like, you have to research them. 
you have to look into them, not just like, oh, they're Democrat. I'm going to vote for them. Right. Or, oh, they're Republican. And we already addressed this like last episode mm-hmm. that people don't vote based on what they think is right. They vote based on political party, which is not always right. Like, for for example, if there's a Democratic candidate with like policies that seem like out of like, I don't know how to word it but I think a lot of people would vote for that candidate regardless of if they agree or not just because they're Democrat and same thing with uh, like Republicans right I feel like that's why it was kind of like scary when we were seeing people vote for Biden like when we were seeing the numbers because it was like well this this year is kind of like well I I wanted personally Biden to win and like Thank God he did. That's my opinion, right? But it's like you see the numbers and it's like, oh my God, they were so close to each other. And then it was like, there was this big difference. And then it was scary. It was insane to see how divided people, get. I guess, are. Because it's like, usually you would see people like on like just voting straight for one president. And that's it. Like they would be voting like all red or like all blue. But this year it was kind of split. I think watching Texas was definitely like very interesting and seeing their numbers. And Georgia for me, actually. Oh, Georgia, Georgia, yeah. Yeah, I think um, like that was something that was actually really interesting and to see around the election because something I kept um, hearing was like, uh, "Well, I'm going to vote for Trump because I I think you know Democrats are stupid." And I don't want you know a stupid liberal snowflake in office or whatever. Like, okay, yes, but you know. Which person, first of all, like Biden has already done so much in a day and a half in office and Trump barely did anything. All he did was put out executive orders because he didn't actually want to do the work to pass the legislation. And like, I just think, I don't know, it was quite interesting. You know what I think is interesting? I was just thinking about this. You know how a lot of conservatives, their argument with why Trump is a good president or was a good president is that he never started wars. But just because he, he didn't start international he didn't start an international war, but he started like a domestic war. Oh yeah. He incited domestic terrorism. Exactly. What? So what? I don't think that's a valid argument anymore. <laughs> and do you not remember when he almost started World War Three? <laughs> I was making jokes yeah. about him. <laughs> like I d I don't know. I just think interesting and sometimes with elections it can be tricky because you have to choose the lesser of two evils um and that can be really hard (laughs) because often politicians aren't the greatest human beings so you have to choose like which person is going to fit your values the most even if you don't really necessarily agree with either person yeah i don't want to what theo was saying i feel like they are corrupt because of the system like i feel like our political system it makes people corrupt, like, how much money they have to get, like, campaign for it, like, I feel like it creates corrupt people, because it's like, they see this money coming in, right, so it's like, oh, well, I might as well get some more, so I feel like they become these, like, really greedy people wanting to search for more money and get more supporters, because all of a sudden, they're getting more fame, and then with that comes wealth, and then everything just starts coming in for them, and I feel like it's like, give me more and more and it's like they become really greedy corrupt politicians so i feel like it's definitely the system in my opinion yeah i think um something that i don't know who like if you've seen the aoc documentary i love aoc Mm -hmm. but um 
AOC was like a grassroots person and there are those organizations that do grassroots campaigns like that where they work with people who don't have a lot of money and who aren't career politicians and doing it just for the money and have the right you know mindset but um I think definitely the system adds to the corruption of the people because you need so much money to begin with and that's how someone like Trump was able to get through the system because he had the money to pay for advertising when there were probably other even Republican candidates that were less stupid sorry (laughs) crazy I mean all the things he's done it's like oh what makes you think like that I don't know in my opinion it's like kind of crazy that someone's mind would go like that and do all these things and say all those things right but I think I would like to bring up another point is that I know President Biden has been signing a lot of legislation, but I think that we also, like, I appreciate everything, like, he's done for us in, like, one day, but I think we need to also, like, watch out, because no pre- president is perfect, and right. maybe, There's I think... still a long way to go with a lot of that, and I think... Right. Even though he's not as stupid in comparison to the last president, sorry, I'm really interesting a lot of my own opinions <laughs> here, but, um... Uh, <laughs> even though he's less um, of an oaf, he still has flaws. You know, every human being has flaws, and we still need to keep an eye out for those flaws. I think I think the biggest thing I want him to do is, like, I'm not sure if this would be possible, but dismantle eyes. I think if that's possible, I he, or just do something. Because Make it I'm, less violent. Right. I just think he... Like, it should be something that's more focused on. I don't think a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, and as someone who's seen eyes, like, I've seen eyes take, take away, like, my family members before, is is scary. Like, come knocking your door, like, they knock it down, they take them away, like, they don't say anything, they just take them away. And, like, it's definitely this really violent thing. And, like, I don't wish on any immigrants. I don't wish on anyone, but yeah, I do wish the same thing, and I just wish for like immigrants to just be able to live peacefully. I mean, they're working here, and it's like they pay taxes. So it's like... I think I've noticed something though. There's a difference between there's bias in immigration because no one's talking about the immigrants from Europe. Like they're not trying to solve the immigrants because from they're Europe, white. But... Right, white, and or only... more white passing. Right, and they're only trying to stop the immigrants Most from majority nations. Um, right, which yeah. is like okay, but if you're gonna have like an opinion on immigration, it should be the same for all, not with bias against one and prejudice against one group. Yeah, specifically, something that I hear a lot from conservative is conservatives is like. Um, Oh, like you, I'm fine if you come here, but like only legally. And it's they have the assumption that all immigrants who aren't white come here illegally, because I, yeah. I I don't know why they have that bias. I think that's really really dumb. It's so they're really just like enforcing white supremacy and saying, well, I don't care if you come here if you're white, but if you're any kind of minority, no, you can't come here even if it's legally, or you have to go through the really expensive and difficult process in a language you don't understand. And- just kind of adding on to what we see with ICE and immigration and everything. There was a report back in September of 2020 that detailed 
hysterectomies that were being performed on women. And that just shows, is it an abuse of power or just, I think an investigation needs to be launched into that. And it's not just that. Also in 2020, there was a report that individuals at a Florida ICE detention center were being forced to choose between expired food or going against their religious beliefs and well, eating something that they preferred not to. And I, I don't think I highlighted which religion or which individuals, um, but just individuals that are Muslim. Right. And, oh, you can, do you want to go? Uh, yeah, sure. I, like, I think that's very interesting that they, a lot of what I hear, like, preach from conservatives is um, very conflicting things, like freedom of religion and, like, freedom of speech and whatever, um, and then, like, no, you have to, you have to eat food that's not good for you because we're keeping you here. We're forcing you to be here, or go against your religious beliefs. It's like you have to you have to like be incredibly sick and have to go to the hospital or and go against your relig- religious beliefs. Yeah, and I feel like the thing people don't see, like, because I've been to Mexico and I've also like have friends or like Latinos, and it's like. There's so much corruption over there, too. So, like, people are coming here for a better life. And I feel like they don't understand, like, yeah, you always hear that, like, they're coming here for a better life. But it's, like, you don't see how bad it is. You don't see how bad it is. Like, even where I'm from, like, we like sometimes there's barely anything for my family to eat over there. And, like, thankfully, my parents are good here so that we're able to give them money, right? But it's, like... If we weren't here, I would have been, like, dirt poor, like, probably died of starvation. Like, that's how bad it is. And it's because the government's really corrupt over there. And it's like, well, where else do you go? Like, it's kind of like, no one wants you. So, it's also, like, this kind of, like, I don't know, it kind of messes with your brain. Because it's like, well, if I'm over there, like, I'll die. But if I'm over here, I'm going to get harassed. I might even, like, be sent to the ICE detention centers, be put in a cage. You know, like, have to freeze, get coronavirus because, you know what, they're not going to give us any medical attention. So it's like, what option do we have? Would we rather take the risk? Adding on to what Gabby said, because my family in Mexico comes and has to deal with a lot of similar things. And it's not just corruption and everything, but the water over there. We're lucky to have clean water here in the U.S. I think a lot of people take that for granted. And it's not even just there in Mexico. There's countless nations in the world that struggle with this. I mean, yes, there's been epidemics and pandemics tied back to it. Yeah. Like, when in Mexico, like, you literally, you don't have a toilet. Like, and whenever I tell people that, they're like, how do you go? And it's like, are you trying to be insensitive? Like, I don't know, it kind of, like, offends me because there's not clean water and they're like they're so surprised like whenever you tell like a white person you have they're to like, oh my God, water. What? clean water isn't available yeah and it's like no there's not clean water and sometimes there's not even food sometimes you have to like eat tortillas with salt like mm-hmm. that's just breakfast <laughs> that's you your whole meal for the entire like right freaking day yeah it's really harsh yeah. very harsh conditions there and it's like, well, if you don't have money, then I'd say good it's luck. From, well, um, because I'm hearing um, Chantal and Gabby's stories, I'd say it's very similar um, from 
in Bulgaria as well. I'm if it wasn't for my parents being well off here, um, my grandparents would have been starving and probably kicked out of their apartment. Um, yeah. Sometimes when I, when I live there, sometimes I've had to eat bread, like just bread and water. And the water was bottled. You can't drink yeah. from the tap water either. And just, I just saw a lot of similarities between the two countries. I just, it's not fair, you know, that some people are yeah. better, like in some countries are better well off than other countries. I just, um, and no one's, right, no one's paying attention to the other countries because <laughs> they don't care. No one cares about how the other people are feeling. And they're just like, oh, they're criminals. Well, no. Um, just your ignorance. I'd like right. to be able to eat, please. Your ignorance about water. the other yeah. countries. Like to... Maybe yeah. if you helped the other countries, and they I, wouldn't I be I'll... immigrating here. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, and I feel like people don't realize how hard it is to actually get here. Like, even now with the walls. Like, it, it, like even for my parents, I mean... When they came here, they just came th- through car, right? But I have, like, my grandpa, my grandma, they came here, like, through, like, underground tunnels. Like, they had to swim here for, like, hours straight. Like, they had to swim. And then, like, that's how my, my grandma, my great-grandma, like, she broke her leg because she, like, swam here for so long. It just, like, you know? And then I think she hit a rock or something. I don't remember. She passed away recently. But anyways it's like crazy like all these things they have to go through just to get a better life and it's like i remember one time my grandpa he was literally kidnapped at the border and like they made him like clean the houses of people and they would shoot him if he didn't and they would keep his secret about him crossing the border so there's like people like that just looking for people to like kidnap off the streets to have them as their slaves and i feel like like you don't know that right like no one talks about that it's like no one really knows like how hard it is to get here because no one wants to speak about it you don't want anyone to know that you're <laughs> you freaking mm-hmm. like climb the border was one of the lucky know? ones because well he was granted permission to come here to this country and to california and everything but i know like my ma- well my maternal great-grandparents they came to, just to try and avoid the revolution and everything because i'm not just going to go into this yeah. that's off topic yeah very much (laughs) it's crazy yeah i think a lot of it just comes back down to ignorance like people don't understand like you're not coming here to be criminals or to steal our jobs like they're coming here to work and to feed their children and have water and be able to live a life that's better than one where they would probably have died a lot earlier in their life if they're like and their children like it's not just oh i'm gonna come here because i want to and like it's a life or death situation well i mean Right, it's yeah, and I don't think people realize like literally the jobs we get are like, like anything. It's anything we can put our hands on. It's not nothing that it's like, oh, they took my job. It's like we don't like when they come here, right? They don't speak English. They get jobs mopping the floor, like anything, anything that's gonna give them cash. Like it's not like when we come here, we speak proficient English. We can do all these things. We have all these skills needed for jobs. We don't even have, like, a green card. Like, we don't have papers. How, like, are you supposed to get a job that everybody is in demand for, if that makes sense? So, I feel like it's kind of ignorant when people are like, oh, they're stealing our jobs. 
No, we're not. Taking, yeah. Why do you want to flip a burger? Why is that your dream job? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And it makes me angry, too. I feel like... Have you ever seen a white person do construction? Or any, like, dirty dirty work? No, because no. white people... White people... Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like... I'm talking about, like, Americans who were born here. Like, immigrants take most of their, the, yeah. those jobs because... um no one wants to do the dirty work. No one wants and to do it. I hate, hate, hate when uh, like conservatives are like, "Oh, they're taking our jobs." Do you want to go and like build a house or like something? Yeah, you want to be a janitor. Be I'm sorry, I didn't know that you yeah. wanted to clean right. up kid vomit and, all day. Like, um, uh, if it wasn't <laughs> for immigrants who worked those jobs, we wouldn't have half of the things we have now. Like immigration. And something else is literally, like, the racism they use, like, from those jobs. It's, like, because, like, a lot of um, Hispanics work at construction. So they're, like, oh, so your dad's a construction worker. I'm, like, yeah. Because they're trying to be racist. And I'm, like, why are you trying to be racist using my dad's job against me? Like, he's working. That's all that matters. He's getting money. That's all I should care about. And I'm gonna support my dad if that's what he wants to do, and that's what he can do. Then, like, right, go my ahead. dad's a construction worker, also, and I've had like close friends of mine be like, "Oh, like, what do you? What does your dad work? Yeah, he's a construction worker. Oh, like, girl, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, um, why are you reacting that it's like, way? Why? Why do you I, feel? I know you're well off yeah. because your dad." literally works for like the mm-hmm. government but that doesn't mean you should belittle me because of what my dad works a job is a job yeah literally and it's not like doing construction gets you paid well like my dad owns a company he's a businessman he just is a construction worker first like he just knows how to do that better right so it's like it just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, my dad's really smart. Even if he does construction, mm-hmm. that doesn't take away from that. Also, he's been here for, like, so long. And it's, like, crazy learning English, too. And he's learned a lot of other skills, too. When you're It's born. not easy being in America. Yeah. And I don't think people... Well, yeah. also, like, this is a thought that occurred to me. Uh, I feel like certain groups would be discriminated... No matter where they go, not just in America. Because I like a, a prime example of this, I think, is yeah. the Muslims in China that are being kept in concentration camps. I don't, not enough people are talking about that. I think, and the horrible things that they're doing to them in those concentration camps. So, and it's always like either Muslims or like just people that are not white and Christian that get discriminated no matter where you go. But that's something that I think. No, I agree with you. You definitely see that in every country. If you're white, you're going to be respected. No one's going to look down on you. No one's going to have these like thoughts about you. So it's, it sucks, definitely, that people of color are the ones who are mistreated. And look down upon. Yes, very much so. I think it's, um, again, like, going back to that, like, ignorance. Like, if you don't understand what's going on, you can't have an opinion that's not conceded. 
Yeah, I agree. But I, I do understand, like, it's hard not having an opinion. But it's, like, it's so easy not to say yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you can, you can, like, think about it, right? And it's, like, it's a thought. It's in your head. You just don't have to open your mouth. And it's so easy. But these people always seem to, like, just say it. And it's, like, you know I'm going to be offended. Why would you say it? <laughs> and I don't understand. And I tell people a lot, like, especially with, like, my family, I'm always like, just don't say anything about my family, because I know anything like white people say, like, even if it's like not harmful to me, it's like, why are you saying that? Like, with that intention, even as a joke. Yeah, I think like, I mean, even as a person who's like super um, progressive and accepting of all people, I don't share my opinion a lot because I. A lot of times in my household, I get harassed for, like, believing, or I would if I shared my opinions, uh, for, you know, believing that immigrants have rights and no one is illegal. And, you know, people should be able to get married and trans people should be able to use the bathroom and buy a cake. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't, so I just don't share those opinions. And it's easy. I, I don't understand why people think they have to say everything that's in their head because I it's think not hard. they're just scared that you know because conservative people are just scared of change but a country cannot progress without change so I think they're just scared that what they haven't been seeing before is coming up now because you know um a lot of countries before not country well I mean yeah a lot of countries before it was always white agenda straight agenda nothing else it was white, straight people. Um, and now that it's changing, I think they're scared of this new thing that is coming up. Right, I think a lot of those fears are, are very rational as well. Like, um, being afraid that, I don't know, like, all marriage is bad. Like, no, you can only be gay now. And no babies are allowed to be born. And, um, like, I'm sorry, but, like, allowing for women to have an abortion when they need one or having the right to their own body or, you know, being able to marry who they want. That doesn't affect you in any way at all. Like, you can believe whatever you want, even if it's legal to do that. I feel like most of it just comes through, like, hatred towards that community. I don't ever think it's like, oh, because I'm scared of it. I think it's because they just hate that. Like, they hate, um, what's it called? I guess... If they see Mexicans, like, they're like, oh, ew. <laughs> you know, like, they say things like that. And it's like, I can hear you talking under your breath. Because um, they just hate them. I don't know why. But I feel like they always have this idea of or just, they like, give hating you, like, people of color. In, at like, the store. Hating, yeah. Right. Or just hating minorities. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can see right. what like, your face looks like. It's actually um, pretty scary to be a minority and go to the store and speak your yeah. own language. Because everyone's, like, staring at you. Like, okay, turn around. You don't need to stare at me <laughs> while I'm yeah. speaking. That's why I avoid just talking at the store at all. Yeah. Well, 
well, that's all for today. Uh, tune, in, tune in next week for another episode. I'm Sia. I'm Chantel. I'm Gabby. Rain. Join us next week for another episode. Thank you.